Are we ready? Oh my god. <laughs> There's this one bit. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're recording, ma'am. Do you see the light on? Ma'am. Fell. It's just me. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Magic Winks Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series Winks Club. I'm Brendan, and I'm Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. Today, we're watching Season 1, Episode 2, Welcome to Magics. This one's a direct translation of the Italian title, and in the four kids dub, it was called More Than High School. The Italian version Um, of this episode... (laughs) Sorry, in the um playlist that I was watching on YouTube, it just said more than high, and I got <laughs> very delighted. The Sorry, Italian continue. The Italian version of the episode aired January thirtieth, two thousand four, and the four kids dub aired on June twenty sixth of two thousand four. So V, I do believe that we put out a call for viewer questions. Also. Because I realize it can be kind of confusing. Tess also goes by V, listeners. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, in case you were wondering, it's not two people; it's just me. I sp- speak for the trees. I don't know. But you are two-faced. I prefer to call it gender fluid, but whatever. <laughs> okay. So I believe we put out a call for listener questions. Did we get any response? We got exactly one. Oh, boy. And uh, one like of the uh, listener question put out. Just for future reference, dear listener, if you'd like to ask us a question, um, we'll we'll be putting out the call for listener questions pretty much like a day or two before we record so you have enough time to get your to get your question in so i'm very sorry if you had something in mind that you weren't able to ask this time uh yeah i was an idiot and posted it seven hours before we recorded but for future reference it will be posted on like sunday before we record as opposed to the day before we record right okay so we have one question um i'm doubting this is your legal name hmm uh, it is from Satan, at NotKirkysaurus on Twitter. Oh, the Dark Lord himself. Yeah, thanks, Lucifer. How you doing? How are the kids? <laughs> All right, what's their question? Their question is, why did Professor Palladium go from twink to dad? So, I'm just <laughs> going to say this is a direct result of just art evolution. Uh, the the show at this point is traditionally animated. I think sometime during season four, it switches over to being computer, like animated on a computer. Uh, yeah, I mean everyone changes. Like 
to me at least, the season eight girls, they all look exactly the same. To they all have fair, the same face. To be fair, so do the so do the rest of the season's girls. Uh, yeah. I think it's a side effect of this being a show meant to sell toys, which we didn't really mention in episode uh, episode zero. Yeah, um, Wings Club is a la Transformers, Gem and the Holograms, My Little the... Pony, Buy Our Dolls. Not quite to the same extent as all those others, because I do believe that the merchandising and the show were considered at the same time, but it wasn't explicitly made to sell the dolls. The dolls were just merch, and the show ended up being really popular. Ah. But because everybody is a doll... They all have the same body type. Which is why there's a... Uh, the only diversity comes in skin color. And that's not that much. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the Winks. We have... We have, um, we have the five ethnicities. White, tan, Asian, Latin, and British. <laughs> That was an ugly laugh, too. Listeners, Tecna is British in the four kids dub. Otherwise, she's just, uh, she's just some girl with pink hair. I might put in... Oh, no, that's the fifth, that's the fifth ethnicity, soft butch. Uh, What is that? What was that reaction? Uh, yes, the fifth ethnicity, soft butch, and you wistfully sighed. (laughs) That's my aesthetic. <laughs> or rather, what I want to be my aesthetic. So yeah, that's it for listener questions. <laughs> Thank you for your listener question, Satan. <laughs> I know who you are. This is a friend of mine, actually. And they have been very excited for the show. So we also have a little bit of Winx Club news. Oh my goodness, news! Come join the club! We are the Winx! Oh, there's a typo here. Oh, no. (laughs) I typed fat, the Wings Club saga. (laughs) So in Wings Club news, Fate, the Wings Club saga is the name of the live action adaptation. It'll be filming starting uh, this month, September of 2019, in Ireland. And they didn't invite us. Why? Because we're not in Ireland, and you think the show has enough of a budget to fly us out? (laughs) I think it is funny, though, that we mentioned, like, I think last episode we were talking about potential winks news of the Netflix show that may or may not be happening, and now it's happening. Yeah, um, it's scheduled for 2020. It is going to be a Netflix original. Uh, the showrunner is Brian Young. The executive producer is Judy Conahan. Uh, it'll have three seasons. Each season will be 10 episodes long. But each of those episodes is an hour long. So it's 30 hours of live action Winks content that will probably just be hyper-condensing the three seasons of the show. It's too early in production for there to be a trailer or 
even really a teaser that would be more than like you know a like a slow pan on the Winx Club logo and then the show title so we do have a short blurb Ooh, would I you love blurbs. like to hear the blurb blurb so the blurb is as follows Tucked away in a mystic parallel world, the Althea School has trained fairies in the magical arts for thousands of years, but it's never had a student quite like Bloom. Raised in the human world, she's headstrong, kind, and dangerous. Within her is a power that could destroy both worlds or save them. To control it, she has to control her emotions, and she's a teenager. How hard could that be? She sounds like Starfire or like Raven. I mean, if this is going to be basically its own continuity that boots the show from the very beginning, it's it's not surprising that they're describing things this way. I'm sorry. It's just reminding me of that copy of the manga Bible that I have that has <laughs> Animu Jesus on the front. And it's like, will he save the world or destroy it? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> This show seems like it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm very interested to see how it goes. There's only, We're at a point where it's just a bunch of baseless rumor and conjecture, which, you know, those are two of my favorite things. But <laughs> also all of the baseless rumors and conjecture are... Like, they don't make sense. Like, rumors that they're going to be cutting out, like specifically Tecna. A lot of places are saying, oh, Tecna's not going to be in the live action. And by a lot of, I mean like How the three you? places I've she seen. Rules? Like, Tecna, al- the show already forgets Tecna exists sometimes in the later seasons. Don't actually oh. get rid of her. <laughs> well, at least she's not Roxy. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, um, the joke we made about Seven Winks Girls doesn't become relevant until season four, so uh, stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> Shall we get started? I'm ready if you are. Winks Club, season <laughs> one, episode two, meeting is in session. So, uh, the episode begins with narration that summarizes the events of the last episode, this is cut off in the YouTube viewing, and the intro is also not in the YouTube viewing. And it also has the title card in Italian, which is interesting. So the episodes do... I, when I said that the episodes don't have a cold open, I was right? Kind of. It happens after the credits, but each episode of the show does begin with a... A recap, like a brief recap of the previous episode's events. This actually isn't in the version of the show that was uploaded by Winx Club Official. They also cut the opening, so it just jumps straight to the title card. I mean, it makes sense if it's going to be the same thing and a recap of what you just watched. Because it's all on a playlist anyway. Right. This is, you know, one of those holdovers from the time before binge watching when this show was only coming out every week. And it's possible that you could miss an episode. Yeah. 
Man, those were dark times. Yeah, say what you will about the culture of instant gratification, but man, it makes watching TV so much easier. New commercials. I just look it up. Oh my goodness, there it is. I mean, depending on the medium you use, there are commercials. Do you want to watch an obscure show that only you remember from your childhood? Type it in. Someone probably uploaded it. And in this case, we're lucky enough that it's a verified subscriber, so we don't have to watch it with an awkward picture frame being pitched down, a f- a, video, like a second delay. Video reversed, like flipped, mirrored. Someone's giant put- watermark on top of it. I put my feed down, flip it, and reverse it. So once we get past the title card, which is left in Italian in the YouTube version of the Cineloom dub, uh, we open up on a sprawling aerial view of the Alfia playset that <laughs> transitions into a view of the castle gates, which are this, just this big pair of fairy wings that slide up and down. And, Subtle. And they let a group of students in. And they've all got luggage, because it wasn't mentioned earlier, but Alfia is a boarding school. It's Barbie's dream Hogwarts. Pack your entire life into the suitcase. So, after this, you know, brief pan of the castle, we do jump back to Bloom with her parents and Stella, who are on the same hill that we left them on last episode. And I did realize we didn't talk about Stella's civilian outfit because it only really showed up for a brief flash at the end of last episode. It showed up for a Winx flash? Stella, Stella, Stella. (laughs) So Stella's civilian outfit is not that good. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the civilian outfits are actually pretty bad until we get to season two. And in the middle of season two is when they have their costume changes to their second outfits. For some reason. Probably to sell new dolls with different outfits. (laughs) Buy our dolls. So Stella's civilian outfit is a green halter top that ties in the front. But because it's a halter top, it loops around the back of her neck. So it doesn't cover any of her back. So I can only assume that the tatas are held up with magic. So aside from this green top, which is a kind of an ugly shade of green in my opinion, she has a dark orange miniskirt, a belt made of gold coins, <laughs> and green thong-style sandals that are wedges and high heels. Ugh. So imagine, so like imagine the feeling of like. A thong sandal digging in between your big toe and your uh, and your pinky toe with all the comfort of a high heel. It's a good thing Stella weighs 10 pounds or else those things would break really easy. Oh, and the sandals have sunflowers on them. And she also has a actually cute pink headband, which I do believe is a consistent element in her future civilian designs is she always has a pink hairband not a lot of people can rock a hairband but stella does it well so uh vanessa bloom's mom points out alfia because it's you know a big pastel plank pink playset that's 3d animated in this traditionally animated pine forest in the middle of nowhere and when bloom's parents 
start to walk towards the castle with the girls, they run into an invisible wall. With a hilarious thud motion. And we also get a shot of Bloom's dad with his face pressed against the glass. Remember that, like, um, that uh, commercial a few years back? It was like, Mr. Opportunity and I'm knocking and he knocks. It sounds like he's knocking on a glass door, but he's really just knocking on a fake CRT. See, what I'm what I'm remembering is the, um, I think they're the Allstate commercials. Non-spawn. The <laughs> Allstate commercial. <laughs> Please sponsor us, Allstate. What? The, I, I do believe it's an Allstate commercial about, you know, the rate suckers for your insurance. And there's a whole <laughs> bunch of people latching onto a car windshield like Plecos on a fish tank. So Stella reveals that Althea is protected by a magic barrier that is designed to keep non-magical creatures away from the castle. Kiko can it's, it's... cross it, but I'd imagine, you know, it, it doesn't apply to animals. It reminded me of, like, Hogwarts, where it has an incantation about it, which makes it just look like ruins to no to muggles. But except here, you can see it, you can look, just don't touch were you just about to say no, Madge? Were you about to reference the the uh, the new movies? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I also imagine that Kiko being Bloom's familiar for more for more or less is allowed to go through even if he doesn't have magic himself. I mean, there's something up with that rabbit. It is Courage the Cowardly Bunny. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Bun. So, uh, and also when Stella explains the barrier, uh, in the Cinelume dub, she actually says, sorry. No. Because this dub was done in Canada. So Bloom, uh, says her goodbyes to her parents. Mike tells Kiko to keep an eye on Bloom because apparently he trusts a cartoon bunny more than his own teenage daughter. And then Stella I uses... <laughs> I bet Kiko would be able to go on vacation by himself. And uh, Stella uses her scepter to send Mike and Vanessa back home. But this time the effect is just straight up a beam up from Star Trek. Yep. So Stella leads Bloom into the main courtyard where there's a bunch of students milling about. Uh, Alfia is an all-girls school. It's, you know, worthy to note. Male fairies do exist in canon according to the first movie where they're background characters but Alfie is an all-girls school and the boys school that we see i think they say that they train magic users but we mostly see swordsmen and the one kid who uses a gun so uh stella points out griselda vice headmistress who's got a checklist of all the students who are registered for this term and bloom panics because she's not on the list <laughs> We see Griselda scaring the absolute crap out of this one girl who did register, but she's also frightened out of her gourd because Griselda looks like she's going to eat her. Miss Griselda is a very intimidating presence. And she's also very strict, according to Stella. And so Bloom, when Bloom mentions that, hey, I'm not on the list, I, I never registered, I thought this was like a public school thing. Uh, Stella says that she actually has a friend named Veranda. Uh, so her friend is named Balcony. I think that's what a Veranda is. 
Okay, I was wrong. A veranda is a porch. So, uh, Stella's friend, Princess Porch of Callisto, was registered for this term, but ended up deciding not to go. Probably because she has a lot of things to do out on the lanai. The the way I was reading this, like, Stella totally killed Veranda and forged a note, right? In the gritty live-action movie. <laughs> and Veranda, uh, Veranda sent her letter of withdrawal with Stella to give to the headmistress. Because if there's anyone you could trust, it's Stella. And Stella points out that nobody at the school knows what Veranda looks like. So the easiest thing to do is just pretend that Bloom is Veranda. And then she rips up the letter of withdrawal. And tosses it in the air. And tosses it to the winds. Bloom doesn't like the plan, but Stella points out that they don't really have any other options. Lying is fine as long as you're magic. And the, the shock of all shocks is that it actually works. Because, like Stella said, nobody knows what Princess Veranda looks like, and it's not like Griselda's going to ask to see some ID. Yeah. Uh, It's also here that we learned there was an incident with Stella last term. That we don't get into right yet. But something happened. So, uh, while the girls are milling about in the courtyard, we cut to a scene of three of the school's professors commenting on the new student body. I don't have their names. I have them down as Brunette Legolas, Carmen Sandiego, and Gremlin. Uh, So the Gremlin is Professor Wizgiz. He's a leprechaun. And uh, Brunette Legolas is Professor Palladium, who's an elf. I don't remember Carmen Sandiego's name. (laughs) Let me let me find out. Where in the world is this big hat fairy? <laughs> ah, this, uh, so the one in the hat is, let me just wait for this page. Yep, it is Professor Dufour. So yeah, uh, Professor Palladium, the elf, Professor Wizgiz, the leprechaun, and Professor Dufour, the fairy with the nice hat. <laughs> and it's it's just kind of a... It's a quick, not really important scene, just saying like, hey, here are three of the people that are uh, named and have character models. Yeah. And and we we get right back to the courtyard so Griselda can give like this opening speech where she says, rules are rules and rules are rules. And if you don't follow the rules, we'll ask you to leave. Uh, and then in front of this entire group of first year students... She reveals that Stella got held back because Stella, through hijinks, caused the potion lab to blow up last year. Do we ever learn what those hijinks are? Nope, it's just Stella blew up the potion lab somehow. And it's implied that Stella only got to be held back and not expelled because she's a princess and her father threw money at the school to fix the potions lab. <laughs> Which, like, did no one clean this between terms? It looks like it happened last week. Yeah, they didn't clean it up over the summer. Also, there's a side mention. I have written down five years getting our fairy diploma. So someone must have said it takes five years at that school. Even though that's not true anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, Griselda says in the Cinelume dub that it takes 
five years to earn a fairy diploma. I said fairy diploma because I'm sitting at the college. Yeah, it's a college in the Italian and the Cinelume dub. The four kids dub, I believe, does make it a magic high school. Is that correct? Um, uh, I don't have it written down, so maybe. (laughs) Okay. Um, so this is later retconned so that there's only three years of fairy education because, you know, there were only supposed to be three seasons. So, uh, Griselda introduces Headmistress Farragonda. And Headmistress Farragonda is a lot nicer than Griselda. And she takes the students inside to start orientation. And by orientation, I mean a quick little uh, welcome to the school. And stay away from the witches at Cloud Tower. And now you are all free to do whatever you want until dinner time. <laughs> uh, the, she says, like, it's so they can get used to the grounds of the school. Which, it makes sense, but wouldn't a guided tour be better? How would you guided tour all of these freshies? I mean, okay, you know what? The school does have, like, three teachers at the moment, and I think it gets expanded to somewhere around five. I mean, hell, every college has, like, some student volunteers who whose entire job um, it is to, to lead people around campus. Who are way campus. too excited to be there. They're they're paid to be excited to be there. <laughs> and, you know, it's their responsibility to lead freshmen around campus. And, like, this is this room. This is that room. Here's the, where the dorms are. Stay out of the haunted forest. That sort of thing. <laughs> Don't go into the third floor corridor. So, once they've been dismissed until dinner, uh, Bloom asks about the whole Cloud Tower thing. And Stella explains that there's three schools in Magic's. There's Alfea School for Fairies, duh, Red Fountain School for Specialists, where the boys go, and the Cloud Tower School for Witches. You only have one choice if you want to be a magic dude. Take it or leave it. Mmm. We meet somebody later. We meet somebody, like, later in the show. So, after Stella explains the schools, uh, she leads Bloom to... I guess it's a dorm suite. She says it's an apartment. But how it works is, like, there's a plaque outside with all five names on it. And at this point, it does still say veranda. And inside, there are three bedrooms. One, which belongs to Stella entirely, probably because she's a princess and very rich. Uh, And then two others, one uh, Bloom has a roommate, and then two of the other girls room together. So when Bloom goes into her room, she ends up stepping on a vine. <laughs> it starts screaming. Yeah, it starts scre- The plant it belongs to, which looks like a blue victory bell, starts screaming like she stepped on a foot, like a person's foot. And this is when we meet Flora. I'm sorry, I left all my potted plants all over the floor. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) I mean, okay, where else do you put potted plants? But in the middle of the floor by the door, Flora? Ah, she's so cute. So Flora is a Latina fairy with brown hair that has blonde highlights. And it 
honestly looks a lot like Bloom's hair with different bangs. Which it may very well be to just, you know, similar models. Yeah. Save some money. Um, She has a green off-the-shoulder crop top with puffy sleeves and a ruffle around... I guess it's the collar at that point, but not really. It's the part that, you know, goes around your shoulders. She has a pink skirt. The print on them is probably supposed to be strawberries, but it looks like turnips. <laughs> Gross. Uh, maybe she just likes root vegetables. I just think they're neat. I root a bag to differ. Don't you get parsnippity with me. Uh, she's also got pink sandals. Uh, that's another thing. Does anyone I said... in this uh, does anyone in this freaking show wear normal shoes? Uh, she also like her accessories. She's got like these gold these gold hoop earrings and like some bangles on one of her arms. And she mentions that she created the talking plant, uh, which reminds me of nothing more than the one comic where we invented a robot that could scream. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Flora knew she could. It didn't stop to think why she would. Uh, Bloom also just blows her secret right here. Well, almost blows her secret right here. She starts introducing herself as Bloom. Stella elbows her in the ribs. And Bloom goes, oh, right. Bloom's a name I like. It's not my name. I'm Princess Porch of Callisto. She missed the perfect opportunity to say, my name is Porch, but everyone calls me Bloom. Hmm. And uh, when she mentions Callisto, we meet a turbo nerd who starts uh, spouting out facts about planet Callisto. God, her voice is cute. Here. <laughs> I was about to say, which dub? This one. The one where she doesn't sound like a 50-year-old encyclopedia. Uh, so this pink-haired turbo nerd is Tecna. Tecna has a pink asymmetrical bob cut, and she's dressed like a Pokemon trainer. I love her outfit. It rules. It's it's like the one good civilian outfit from the first season and a half. Did they keep this for the second season? No, it does change, but she still keeps the Pokemon trainer vibes. Baller. So uh, for this outfit, it is a green and purple vest that zips up in the front. She's got a pair of purple bell bottoms and purple and blue tennis shoes. So, you know, the first pair of non-heels. <laughs> Techno's ready for an adventure. And she's got these like kind of cute blue button earrings. And it's not too long after we meet Techno that we get Musa, our fifth and final Winx member. <laughs> Musa uh, well, fifth and final for now. So Musa is Asian. She has... Her hair is dark blue. And I can't quite decide if it's one of those things where her hair is supposed to be black and it's just dark blue stylistically. Or because this is a show where people have weird hair colors, it's actually dark blue. Also, I noticed this later in the episode, but I'm going to talk about it now because she's it's this part of her civilian outfit. Mm -hmm. She has, like, six pockets. Good for her. Are those cargo jeans? 
Are they just jinkos that she rolled up? No, she like literally has like six pockets, just like her the two that she puts her hands in, and then two on her thighs and two on her shins. What is she gonna use those for? Well, Wait. it is two thousand four. Maybe that's where she keeps her CDs. Point. Well, obviously. Okay, here's how it works. Here's how it works. Oh God. So the thigh pockets are for you know regular stuff. Like her wallet. Her thigh pockets are for cassette tapes. And her shin pockets are for CDs. And her shin pockets are for knives. And then, just in case, for her own protection, she does keep an 8-track tape wrapped up in one of her pigtails. <laughs> her backpack's just full of vinyls that she'll just throw at people. Yeah! Musa has a... Red one-shoulder top, cuffed blue jeans. You can see the edge of her underwear because it's two thousand. Because it's well, no, it's not like gratuitous thong straps like Final Fantasy X two. It's like I think she might be wearing like boy shorts or boxers even, uh, because again, it's two thousand four. And she's uh, hip-hop themed. And she's also got a pair of red tennis shoes that are more likely than not like Converse's or Doc Martens. I've just described your dream woman, haven't I? (sighs) A one-shoulder top, Jinko jeans, Converse. Marry me. And Muse's only real accessory are her, her hair ties that are the same red as her top. So the girls joke about knowing Stella blew up the potion lab and that she might blow up their bedroom. Kiko tries to eat the talking plant. And Flora takes pity on this hungry little bunny. She sprinkles like a packet of seeds into a flower pot and then it they just turn into carrots. <laughs> you hungry? Have some dirt. <laughs> it's what you deserve. You horrible rabbit. And so the girls decide, hey, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go to town. Let's get to know each other, which strikes me as weird because they're supposed to have dinner at the school. Uh, Griselda spies on them as they leave, which is weird and is not explained at all. So when they're talking about what they want to get to eat, Bloom says she wants pizza and the other girls say they don't know what pizza is. And... Later seasons establish that Magix has a bunch of pizza parlors because, again, the show was made in Italy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible that, like, they don't have pizza on their individual home planets, which would be very sad. Yeah, I mean, like, what I else do you expect in... to eat? Like, Flora's just a vegan. Uh, <laughs> Tecna eats floppy disks. In later seasons, Aisha just filter feeds. I'm imagining the land creatures versus sea creatures argument. Can you filter feed, Stella? (sighs) Okay. So they take a hover bus to Magics. And when they get out of the bus, when they get out of the bus, Tecna has Bloom's eyes covered because they want Magics to be a surprise. Which is, again, weird considering that 
apparently she, as far as they know, she's lived in magics her entire life. Well, she's lived on another planet her entire life. So this is more like, you know, this is like somebody from, let's say somebody from Montana uh, is going to Columbia University and their friends take them out and show them New York City for the first time. Does that and, make sense? And Bloom is underwhelmed. <laughs> Bloom is incredibly underwhelmed because aside from the flying cars, it's incredibly mundane. I was expecting fantasy, not science fiction. Oh no, she wanted high fantasy and she got urban fantasy. <laughs> Um, some schmo nearly runs Bloom over. And he could not care less. Well, I think it's because while she was, like, having her little rant about how it's not what she wanted, uh, or it's not what she expected, she steps into the middle of the street. But he's not even bothered. Well, if Magix is anything like any other major metropolitan city, people ranting and raving in the middle of the street (laughs) is not that unusual (laughs) an occurrence. Uh, what is unusual is... He waves his hand and makes a parking spot appear. Would that we all had this power. So, as far as we know, he just pushed someone else's car into traffic. Well, no, like, like it shows the cars on either side expanding. So presumably that entire city block has extended. I thought he just pushed a space open. Who knows? <laughs> All we know is magic schmo is a schmo. Uh, Stella says that like everything in magics runs off of magical energy. So a uh, completely green society. Hooray! Uh, the girls go to a restaurant. And while they do that, we cut to the inside of a glasses store. We cut to the inside of a lens crafters. <laughs> And who's looking at frames but Shrek himself? <laughs> My name's the Lens Crafter. How can I help you? I'm surprised they didn't use that joke, that exact joke, in anything actual Shrek related. Ye old Lens Crafter? Come on. I'm trying to think. Like, the only person that I can remember from Shrek who wears glasses is the fairy godmother. Oh my god, it's full circle. Nut, because I'm, go- I'm gonna use his real name sometimes. Um, he recognizes Bloom and Stella when they walk by. And so, he like How asks did he... the story. How did he oh, do that? Those frames don't have prescription lenses in them. Well, he sees an orange blob and a yellow blob. And is banking on it being the girls he's after. Well, here's the thing. Nut can clearly somewhat see without his glasses. I'm willing to bet that, like, it's not like, you know, Coke bottle lenses, but without his corrective lenses, everything beyond, like, two feet in front of his face is just a little fuzzy and ill-defined. Nut recognizes Bloom and Stella, and he runs out of the shop, with the pair of frames he was trying on still on his head. So he just straight up stole those. They're a display <laughs> pair. I'm sure they have another pair, but he's still annoyed. It's going to mess up his skew. And he was like the only person attending the counter. So he's going to have to like 
wait to see if any co-workers come to relieve him or if like his manager's a real jackass he's the only person on the schedule so he's going to have to wait for some opportunity to check the skew and see what needs to be priced out i've been listening to a lot of associates anonymous and i understand how this works that is how that works um to be fair though those were really ugly frames anyway they were hideous they were pink and they had wingies on them and they had pink tinted lenses what are those for it's like that episode of spongebob where he's got the pink feather glasses on so uh nut pulls a cell phone out of his overalls and he calls his boss we see a self like a blue cell phone with white diamond buttons ring that's the kind of life i want to live <laughs> and then a hand picks up the phone and this hand has like three inch stiletto nails that's how you know she's evil her manicure is too on point and uh she's like what the hell do you want oh you found them are you sure okay well uh go get them and if you mess up this time i will make sure that you never take off your glasses again oh you're gonna give him laser eye surgery cool you know i don't think that's what she's going for i know but your magic fix his eyes i just thought she was going to like magic super glue them to his face give him one of those old lady chains speaking of cell phones we cut to the girls at like whatever cafe they're eating at where they have diner trays which is kind of weird but maybe they're at like i don't know some burger joint or something or a magic mall and uh bloom tries to call her parents and then finds out that her 2004 Nokia, while indestructible, has no reception. And when Tecna takes a look at it, reveals it's basically prehistoric by magic standards. Are you sure it's un indestructible? Because from my area, it looks like Tecna's laughing while she just break, broke Bloom's phone in half. I know she's probably taking off the back, but it looks like it would have been a flip phone that she just snapped in half. See, that's the thing. I thought it might be a flip phone too, but based on the fact that every other phone we see is just like a Nokia, I assumed it was going to be the same thing. Okay, let me check real quick. Popular phone in 2003. Oh, it probably is a Nokia. Oh, I was right. <laughs> Even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. She said it was top of the line. So yeah, it's probably the latest Nokia model. And then she apologizes for laughing at her phone. Bloom ends up calling her mom from a phone booth. And when she when she ends the call, it looks like she pulls a card out of it. So she probably got some sort of prepaid long distance plan. Interdimensional phone call. Uh, Bloom just kind of updates her mom and is like, oh yeah, I'm having fun. I'm sharing a room with a few other girls and Stella. We're out for dinner. Classes start tomorrow. And then while she's talking to her mom, uh, she sees Shrek go down the street and double takes. And she's like, um, my friends are calling me. So I will, 
I'll get back to you as soon as I can. The next time I can, I'll come home for a visit. Love you. Bye-bye. And she starts trailing Shrek and realizes that Shrek is trailing the other girls. She's on tippy toes. Shrek is on tippy toes. They're both like sidling against the wall, trying to not be suspicious, even though Shrek is giant and yellow and Bloom is following something that is giant and yellow. While tiptoeing in wedges. She's on point right now. <laughs> and uh, I, I presumably Shrek confirmed his target because he goes into a back alley and he meets with his bosses and we finally get to see their full character designs. Here they are. Their names are not said out loud. I am not going to be referring to them in the third person because that is just going to get confusing with a lot of she pronouns. <laughs> so... These are the tricks. They are a coven of witches. Apparently they are canonically triplets. I thought they were just like, yeah, they call each other sister, but that's because they're a coven. That's but supposedly weird. they're triplets. Uh, so we have their, the leader is Icy. Icy is the absolute queen whose fabulous nails we saw earlier with the diamond studded cell phone. So Icy has, like, blue-white hair. It is snatched back into a high ponytail. The highest of ponytails. It's a high ponytail, but it's still long enough that her hair hits, like, the ba- like the backs of her knees. Uh, she's got two, like, curly strands pulled out at her sideburns. She has blue eyeshadow... Not only on her eyes, but on her upper cheeks. Uh, She's got a sleeveless, dark blue v-neck jumpsuit, knee-high navy blue boots, gloves that connect the middle finger, a blue diamond-studded choker, and a floor-length cape for the drama. Uh, Then we have Stormy. Stormy has purple hair that's a big purple poof. (laughs) And it's got, like, lilac bangs. And her, she's got, like, a dark magenta knee-length dress that covers, like, it goes up. It's got, like, a turtleneck on it, kind of. Uh, She's got gloves, but they're the kind of gloves that don't cover your hands, like, at all, which are really popular on this show. Yep, they are. Uh, She has some calf-length boots and a pair of fuchsia tights. And the third member of the tricks is Darcy. Darcy has a purple, like, totally sleeveless suit. It's got, like, a, just like a standard sweetheart neckline. Uh, she's got a purple choker, purple gloves. And, uh, her boots are ankle length. She looks like Mitzi. She's the one that Mitzi looks like. Except Darcy has really long brown hair that sometimes looks a little green blonde bangs and her hair forms the silhouette of a cape which is something i only really noticed in the still shots but it, she's got like a hair cape huh so icy starts expositing that they need stella's scepter and darcy senses that they're being watched and so she she makes a shadow clone <laughs> shadow clone jutsu she leaves the clone with the other girl, well, like the other tricks, 
and then she sneaks up behind Bloom and pushes her out of sh- pushes her out of hiding. And Bloom is trying to be strong and defiant and says that she's a fairy and she shoots magic out of her hand, but <laughs> I am a fairy. We do not care. Yeah, she tries to shoot magic out of her hand, but it like falls to the ground halfway there. <laughs> You remember in Sailor Moon S where Chippy Moon has pink sugar heart attack? <laughs> and it just kind of goes, Meow. Yeah, and it just kind of droops out of the air after a while because it's really short range. It's that. The witches are thoroughly not impressed by Bloom's uh, limp sparkles. <laughs> Time to show you what real magic is. So Icy starts radiating snow and makes ice crystals just jut out of the ground and cages bloom in darcy shoots these spirals of just pure darkness and then stormy straight up conjures a tornado that sends bloom just flying. so you know what their powers are see my favorite thing about the tricks is icy duh stormy duh darcy and then mr darcy we- from pride and prejudice uh-huh Darcy because it also rhymes it's it ends with a y and sort of sounds like dark (laughs) with a soft c and uh so we get like a brief flashback to the other girls going where's veranda where's porch has anyone seen porch (gasps) help we've lost our porch So I have a note in here that just says time to commit homicide. And I'm pretty sure that comes when they just freeze Bloom into a giant block of ice. Yeah. (laughs) Icy just yanks Bloom off the ledge with like a cold vacuum of wind. Throws her into an empty stack of boxes. And then freezes her solid into this huge chunk of ice. And she's like frozen and her hair is all like messed up. I'm like... They just straight up killed Bloom. And Icy puts her hand on this icy tomb and says, It's a shame you had to run into us. And then drags her claw nails down the ice and gouges it. I want to be her. You were almost too pretty to kill. Almost. And if that isn't some chaotic gay energy, I don't know what is. See, here's the thing. When we joked about Mitzi being gay for Bloom and only expressing it through bullying, that was a joke. <laughs> Icy being at least a little bit gay for Bloom? Not that much of a joke. Nope. It'll it it shows up more, especially when Icy starts getting like hyper fixated on her. And her sisters but, uh, just go along with it. I think they all want to date Bloom, but like Icy especially. Who doesn't want to date Bloom? The camera Princess follows Diaspro. The camera follows her most. It's when Icy does her boss move of basically carving her initials in her kill that Stella and the other girls show up and are like, "Hey, back off. Let our friend go. She's dead." <laughs> like, "Oh no, our porch." Here, like it's it's a damn good thing this is a cartoon because otherwise Bloom would just be toast. 
I hear you thinking about a joke. I was trying to think of something with ice, but did not work. Freezer toast. Frozen garlic bread. <laughs> She's Texas toast before you put it in the oven. <laughs> Icy sees the other four. She's just completely unimpressed. She tells Nut to take care of them. and Which is the... Wings Club equivalent of a Power Rangers bad guy saying, I don't have time for you. Monster of the week, you take care of them. A nut charges the girls and they all jump out of the way and we kind of abruptly just go right into the transformation sequences. But interestingly enough, they only show the transforming part. They don't show the actual outfits until they're done. Yeah, we don't actually get, like, everybody's full sequence individually. We get cuts between them. Because we have stuff to do. I will say that, like, we've already talked about what Stella's transformation sequence looks like. But it's worth noting that they do add, like, a little... There's this gesture that they make every time they transform. Where they cross their hands... With two fingers out and then, like, bend them at the wrist. It kind of looks like an X. I'm making the gesture, but you can't see it because this is an audio format. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) Um, Just two idiots. Just. I think it is supposed to look like wings. Techno's transformation sequence. She does some lazy voguing. (laughs) She goes wireframe. And her outfit materializes with these bleepy, they're like bleepy bloopy computer sounds. It's basically a dial-up tone. Techna magic winks! So, Tecna has the most covering fairy outfit. She's basically a prude. Uh, Tecna has a purple jumpsuit that has a green gem on the chest. Uh, The jumpsuit has, like, cyan arms and boots. The boots have this really kind of, like, cool but weird heel that just look like like a wire. And she's got a pointy purple wizard hat. So when I posted the beta designs on our Twitter, I pointed out that I like Tecna's beta design hat more than her final hat. Uh, It's a stupid hat. I really don't know why they decided. Technology. You know what's technological? Wizard hats. (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're installing something on your computer, it does pull up a wizard. If that's the reason, I will be so upset. <laughs> Install techna.exe. Techna.wnx. <laughs> Isn't that an actual file format? Uh, let me check. Yes. 
So uh, Tecna's wings don't look like anybody else's. Tecna's wings look like pipe cleaners that are twisted into diamonds. And that's because she doesn't fly with those. (laughs) She projects a wireframe paper airplane. Flora's transformation sequence. Uh, She descends from the sky and her fairy outfit gets made out of pollen. So I hope you don't have any allergies. Uh, she's got a pink knee-length dress with a sweetheart neckline. Uh, over-the-elbow pink sleeves that do the handless glove thing. Uh, pink booties. And a green choker with a pink flower charm. She has green wings that are leaf-shaped. And uh, here's something that I'm going to point it out and you'll never be able to unsee it. Oh no. Flora's transformation has an animation error. In the final shot, she does not have her wings. How dare you. And you will never not be able to notice it. Because I do. Every time. (laughs) Ever since I learned that. And it bothers me. And then for Musa. uh, Musa hits the dance floor. Which lights up. And it makes our sensor noise. Buzz. Musa. Buzz. Martha. So Muse's outfit forms out of these disco-style checkerboards because we're in Italy in 2004 and disco is still kind of a thing. They come back to this disco motif with Musa a lot. It shows up in, like, almost all of her transformation. Well, no. it's See, it's in her winks. It's in her... In her believics. I lied. It's in two of her transformations. So yeah, all of them. Uh, Muse has got a one. It's it's also a red one shoulder top, but it's the opposite shoulder than her civilian outfit covers. There's a mini skirt. They've got sparkly pink fabric between them. She has a pink armband, red boots, and pink headphones. And her wings are bright blue, and they kind of look like little dragonfly wings. I guess would be the best way to describe them. Cute. Uh, Stella gets a scene added where she does the wrist cross thing and she throws her arms open while backlit and a lens flare happens that goes into her transformation sequence. We need to remind everyone that she is immaculate. So, um, Stormy realizes that Stella is the one that they've been trying to go after. Tecna casts a spell that puts Nut in a wireframe ball cage. Musa makes a pair of giant hard light subwoofers that start vibrating him with really intense bass. And Flora blows out a cloud of pollen, which grows into a vine, the pollen, wraps around... Hey, the pollen looks like dandelion buds. And they grow into a vine, the vine wraps around Nut, and it throws him halfway across the city. And you can just see the look on their on the Trix's faces, but like, oh, he's terrible. Uh... Icy outright calls him a blockhead in the Cinelume dub. Why, 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 why do we deal with him? Um, so Icy flares her cape open and shoots some icicles at them. Tecna makes a shield that she calls a firewall. <laughs> Gahyuk. Uh, Stormy overloads the shield with lightning. And Icy starts charging up a big spell that would probably just just finish them. But while she's using her casting time, since that does take one standard action, Stella pulls out her scepter and teleports them all away. Through the interdimensional and then Icy, butthole. Uh, Icy's spell does go through, 
and the entire alley is just caked in ice and snow. And then she makes an amazing face when she realizes that they managed to get away. (laughs) Uh, We go to the girls where Bloom has been thawed out. And she's pretty much going through hypothermia. She's just shivering uncontrollably. Stella's glowing and holding on to her. So I can assume that this means that Stella's like bringing her core body temperature back up. You have to do that slowly. Otherwise, you'll shock the system and you'll just die. Um, and Stella just straight up calls her Bloom at this point because Bloom's just gone through a traumatic experience. Man, Bloom, you did and a great job. I wouldn't have expected an Earthling to do this well, Stella. Yeah, the other girls are just like, Stella, would you like to explain something? And Stella goes, okay, it's like a long story and I'll explain on the bus ride home. And back at the school, the girls try to sneak in because they're way past curfew. And they're caught by Griselda and Farragonda. Uh, Bloom just spills her guts. She reveals everything. Griselda wants to uh, expel her. Because she lied and she's not supposed to be there. How can you expel me? I'm not even registered. But uh, Farragonda likes Bloom's chutzpah (laughs) and says, you can stay, kid. I like the cut of your jib. I think you're neat. And she sends the girls to bed and says they'll just talk about curfew and such in the morning because, you know, that is. didn't actually bring that up. Yeah, it's the first day of school. They can't be expected to know things they weren't there to learn. And while they're leaving, Farragonda is surprised that Bloom is from Earth because fairies from Earth disappeared centuries ago. Hmm. Who is Bloom? And uh, back in the dorm room, Bloom thanks everyone for saving her life and says she's come up with a name for their friend group. Because I named my friend group. Do you know what Bloom's done? She's named their Discord group chat IRL. (laughs) This would be like your embarrassing listener. This would be like you calling your friend group by your embarrassing Discord server name in real life. Bloom reveals that the name she's chosen is Winx. Whoa! And nobody knows what it means and Bloom doesn't actually explain it. She just thinks it sounds neat. Also, I made a logo. <laughs> yeah, she shows off that she made a logo. And then the episode ends. So, V. Yes. Highlights from four kids, por favor. Highlights from four kids, indeed. Well, the episode is already a minute and a half shorter than the Sinloom. <laughs> and there is still the uh, intro and the commercial breaks to go through. So they cut a weird amount of stuff. Oh no, they cut exactly one scene. I read about this on the wiki. No, 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 is... no. They, they, cut, they cut more stuff. But like the biggest thing they cut is the scene of uh, Griselda sneaking after them. Because I guess the four kids writers decided, eh, it's kind of pointless. Okay, um, there is a line. Uh, wait, Bloom says that it makes public school look totally lame Whoa. Um, they added a scene. Stella says, while I can't get you in, I can show you the, you the official Althea slide globe. Where th- Oh my god. They add like a little blue sparkly effect to her hand in one of the scenes. And it's basically a viewmaster with slides of Althea and a school song, which I have written down verbatim. 
Grace me, please. Oh, Althea, oh, Althea, our school makes us proud. When you cheer for all our glory, always cheer out loud. The best and brightest gather here from all across the realms, learning potions, transformations, and empowering spells. Althea, teach us well. So it's like the weird Hogwarts school song that only shows up once. Um, when they get inside, um, Stella says, Griselda, she is mean and in bad need of a makeover. And I'm like, Stella, don't be rude. Stella, she's a, she's a mature lady. She can look however she wants to. And they have a little scene. This little scene that you didn't talk about when Griselda is, like, freaking out a girl trying to get in. They changed mm-hmm. up a little bit. Um... My name's Eleanor of Delona. I signed up online. I should be on the list. Hmm. I don't see your name, and you know what happens if I don't see your name? I throw you out. It's with one L. Oh, okay, go ahead. And I just thought it was funny. I signed up online. (laughs) Yeah, the magic internet. I mean, that does exist. Uh, Winx Club does have a magic internet. Um, there is a... You have to... You have to, uh, use... Dot elf. That's also an file extension. It is. It's dot winks. It's dot winks. I was about to say, watch dot elf be an actual dark web extension. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Did I just scare you? Yes. Fear of the dark net. <laughs> when Bloom is talking, like mentioning that, hey, I'm not signed up. What do I do? Fret not, girlfriend. I got this all figured out. The princess of Alisto was supposed to come here this year, but she's doing homeschooling. On one hand, that does provide a solid reason for why Princess why Princess Patio isn't here. <laughs> On the other hand, one, Alisto, not Callisto. Oh. Two, fret not, girlfriend. <laughs> um, Do you know what I wish? Do you know what I wish with all my heart? To fly with dragons in the land apart? I just got slapped across the face by elementary school. One moment, please. (laughs) But no. I wish that the four kids dub, while they were in Magics, everybody had Shakespearean dialogue with modern inflection (laughs) and slang. Verily, you lie, son. Um, Brandon, Brandon, wherefore art thou, Brandon? Why hast thou forsaken me, homie? Hark, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Stella has a rockin' ass. <laughs> um, in the four kids version, Stella's parents donated a computer lab to get her back in. And in this version, I'm reading, I'm hearing her name, at least right now, as Verinda of Alisto. And the teachers are chatting about how their summers went, as opposed to chatting about the new students. In a little bit where Griselda is laying down the law. Mm-hmm. First rule of Alfia, follow all the rules of Alfia. First time breaking the rules, turn into a frog. Second time, magic privilege is suspended. Third time, expelled. Jesus. And the four kids version gives us a reason as to why Stella was held back a year. Or rather, why she destroyed the potions lab. She was trying to create a new shade of pink. I hate it. 
<laughs> Me too. Uh, I hate it, and I would not like to hear that again, please. It gets brought up again. This is a running. This is this is a running joke. Ha ha. At least once more in this episode when she's talking about Tekna. Um, and then Griselda also says, "Don't go to Cloud Tower. We don't have any punishment because what they could do is far worse than what we would do." Oh Jesus! And then there's a commercial break. <laughs> and- don't go to Cloud Tower. We don't have a punishment for that because they will just straight up murder you. <laughs> we are the Winks. Um, it cuts right past pr- uh, Headmistress Farragonda introducing herself and the three teachers we saw earlier. And it just starts with her going into the main hall and just telling everyone about what she does here. She's like, I'm Farragonda, alumnus and former fairy godmother. Ugh. And we want you to use every opportunity to connect to your winks. And I'm like, geez, we're still doing that? I think it's just a thing in the dub canon we're going to have to deal with. And the bit where Stella is mentioning the three schools of Althea, Cloud Tower, and Red Fountain is changed to what Stella is saying that Winx is. Winx is one, the source of your power. Two, what guides you. And three, your magic identity. Why does that sound vaguely cultish? <laughs> um, when they get to their rooms, um... My name is Bloom, but my Wink's name is Bridget. (laughs) Uh, Stella mentions that she hopes her roommates are better than last year because their wardrobe had a monumental lack of color. Ugh. I hate this. I hate this, Stella. Um, when Bloom enters her room with Flora and she steps on the plant, the plant now talks. Instead of just screeching? Instead of just screaming. Well, Flora did say it was a talking plant. And here's Flora's explanation as to why she made a talking plant. Oh, God. My theory is if more plants could talk, deforestation would go down. And I'm... On one hand... I'm all for environmental messages. On the other hand... What? (laughs) She's not wrong, though. Because could you imagine trying to chop down somebody a tree went... and then it just screams at you? Yeah. <laughs> um, they kept the Bloom is a name I like a lot, but it's not mine line. Um, and Bloom is my middle name. And here's me like questioning whether it is Alisto or Vallisto, according to her like name board on her room. It is Veranda of Vallisto. So we now have a deck of Vallisto. Hmm. Um, and here is where I write down Tecna is 50 years old and sounds like a digital assistant. So she's Luna from the dub. She is Luna from the dub. And here is where I mentioned that pizza now exists in the four kids world. Like pizza is just a thing in four kids. Uh, well, of course it is. <laughs> Um, we cut to uh, Shrek trying on glasses. Like, the whole bit with Bloom learning about how the magic world is fine is the same. And the shopkeeper says that Shrek has a tiny nose for an ogre. And I'm just like, is is that racist? Is this a come on, sir? 
um, when uh, Shrek calls the witches, he's like, meet me in Witch's Alley. And it's like, <laughs> they have an alley just for their witchy stuff? I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> they have a designated spot just to do witchy things. <laughs> Hashtag just witchy things. <laughs> um, Techna, when Bloom is like yelling out how her phone's not working... Techna says... Actually, can we ha- can we have a second? Because this is the third episode in a row I have made a just girly things <laughs> joke. This, that, that is, isn't that the, just this the whole show? It's just girly things. Yeah. Uh, when Bloom is talking about how like her phone's not working, Techna, instead of saying something like, oh, I'm really good with electronics, I'll take a look at it. She's like, can I have a look? I love taking these things apart. Oh, and again, it looks Ma'am. like he just snaps it in half and starts laughing about it being ancient technology. Um, instead of apologizing for calling Bloom's phone old and ancient, um, she says you need an interrealm card to call Vallisto. Here, use my card. So I guess that explains the prepaid phone yeah. card. And this is apparently the second time Bloom has called her mom today. When she's following Shrek into the courtyard, where they're all asking, hey, where'd Sunroom go? It's Mm. all the same. And then up until Bloom runs into the tricks. And apparently they're seniors at Cloud Tower. And when she's like, hey, don't touch me, I have magic. She says it really weirdly, like, back off. I have magic power. And it's like, we still... Do not care. <laughs> and when Icy freezes Bloom, she says, I hate to be a total witch about it. She almost did a swear. This. And then Icy makes this, no- one of the tricks make a weird quip was like, fairies can't last long on ice. And I'm like, not a lot can. And instead of their transformation having a they're just showing their transformation like the process of getting to the outfit um they just show up in their outfits like they're there then they call on their transformation and immediately during the transformation they're in their new outfits Hmm. they are called firsties like first year students instead of like freshies or freshmen which i think is weird yeah it is um uh, Techna still calls it a firewall. Icy starts doing this incantation of like calling on a primordial ice from the middle of the universe or whatever. Hmm. And she's so busy doing that, she doesn't even notice they all left. On one hand, I like that it's like she's just halfway through an incredibly long incantation. On the other hand, I really like the original version where she's just gotta go it's just a long casting time um stella straight up ignores the fact that bloom just got got out of a um big old block of ice and is just like hey bloom from earth you did a good job you could have lasted like 15 more minutes but you did go all right i guess (laughs) uh bloom says that she's done with this charade that she wants to tell miss ferragonda tomorrow what happened and this whole thing and then they get confronted, and Griselda just makes her show her hand. Like, she's not, no, no hesitation or anything. It's like, 
Well, my name's Bloom, I'm from Earth, and I'm apparently a fairy, so can I stay here, I guess? And Griselda is about to turn her into a slug. Like, she says, we should turn her into something for punishment, something slimy. And I'm like, ew. Um, and Farragonda says, just try to be good, okay? And they're like, no promises, woohoo! The whole bit of them calling themselves the Winks is cut. I guess probably because it'd be weird to call your group what powers you. <laughs> we're the coffee club. <laughs> Hi, we're the spite. Actually, no, that'd be pretty badass. But yeah, that's the end. That was like they they didn't rearrange anything, but they certainly did cut a weird amount of stuff. Huh. Well, yeah, considering the first episode was totally rearranged. Yeah. But yeah, that was episode two. I think that was a good episode. Uh, yeah. Pretty decent. I mean, it is only the second. Like, from what I understand, the goal of the first episode is to get you to watch the second. The goal of the second episode is to get you to watch the rest of the series. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, this was fun. Um, The tricks are awesome. The other fairies are awesome. All... Four of them that are to be named at this point, even though apparently all of the background fairies have their own names and belief system. (laughs) This is Natasha. She's an avid proponent of the flying spaghetti monster. All right, you can find us on Twitter at MagicWinksPod. That is at MagicWinksPod. I don't feel like spelling it out because it's a long word. Hmm. Uh, you can find me at Sonata Waves, S-O-N-A-T-A-W-A-V-E-S. And you can find me at Pocky Slice, Pocky like the delicious snack slice as in a slice of pie. And you can also email us if you'd like to at uh, magicwinkspod at gmail.com. Because if we have so it, you- we might as well plug it yeah feel free to contact us follow us on our socials we come out every other week we're still getting a day to push episodes out and nailed down uh we are also not yet on itunes but we're working on it uh right as of now you can only listen to us on podbean uh (laughs) thank you for those of you who are and uh we look forward to making the rest of this show So until next time, I've been Brendan. And I've been Tess. Meeting adjourned. Open your eyes, open your mind. We are the Winks. Winks, if your hand is holding mine, we can fly through space and time. And together we be surfing winners. Winks, with a smile you can enchant. You light up our world. We'll fly the moonlit sky together. Holding on. When my mom called, I'm just... Mom, we're trying to record. Mom, we're doing something for like four people on the internet.